This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Saturday Night Live with Philly Lieber. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. And great to be with you live on this Saturday night. Welcome in, everyone, the Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And as J-Doc and I have uh, proudly professed uh, from jump, we're uh, Glad to be here live every Saturday night, live and local J-Doc, and continuing to deliver Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor. Tonight's a great show. We've uh, filled with a tremendous amount uh, of content. We're going to hear from one of uh, my favorite labor leaders uh, in the city of uh, Philadelphia. And also, J-Doc, as I come to you for opening remarks, uh, this is the weekend. Tomorrow, what would have played out tomorrow would have been the 33rd annual All-Star Labor Classic put on by the Philadelphia Building Trades, uh, and a $150,000 check would have been donated tomorrow uh, to MS, Multiple Sclerosis uh, uh, Society of Philadelphia. And you've heard me say it many, many times uh, in my um uh, in my mind, uh, it's the best fundraising event in the city of Philadelphia. How are you, sir? I'm good, Joe. And, and uh, yeah, absolutely. There's so many, uh, you know, casualties and so many cancellations uh, in every walk of life. And certainly the All-Star Labor Classic is no exception. Uh, I know we're, we're postponing it, so hopefully we we can we'll, we'll get to it, um, you know, when this thing's uh, behind us. Uh, but Certainly a, a, a great event and, and, and tons of money for great causes. And, uh, you know, just a temporary setback, just like what's going on with a lot of people around here. Um, no question about it. We'll get to that and, you know, when, when this thing is in our rearview mirror. And you mentioned we got a great show tonight. We do. We have an incredible show. We have Frank Halber, uh, who is the president of DC uh, 33 Local 1637, joining us. And we also have um, a couple of fantastic attorneys. Uh, those individuals that now are busier than ever, uh, certainly uh, in, in the areas of family law and bankruptcy, Brad Sadik, partner of Sadik and Cooper, and is his partner, Pat Cooper. Uh, so a lot of, lot of questions going to get answered. A lot of people... Um, bored at home, not these guys. These guys are working harder than ever. So we got a fantastic show tonight. No doubt about that. Well said and well stated. Look forward to uh, good dialogue and good conversation with Brad, Brad and Patrick as the show rolls on here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I want to get to Frank before we do. Um, I do want to take a moment, Jay Doc, to uh, again, as we do every Saturday night, shout out to all uh, of the uh, health workers, all of the first responders, uh, all 
all uh, battling it out uh, on the front lines. Of course, we had Chris Woods on here from 1199C uh, to talk about uh, what they're doing and, and, and the impact that the members of 1199C uh, are having. Um, and I want to give a shout out uh, to them uh, and also a shout out to... Um, uh, as I stated, one of my favorite labor leaders who's going to join us, and we bring Frank into uh, the conversation. J-Doc, I'll let you do the honors, but Frank, before he does, uh, I'm glad you're here tonight, sir. Thank you for joining us. Joe, guys, it's good to be with you. I wish it was under better circumstances, but it's always a pleasure to be with you, guys. And, and i got to tell you uh, a couple things right off the bat. Number one, I want to congratulate you and, and um your 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 cohort uh, Darnell for being reelected uh, the president of of uh, DC thirty three uh, local sixteen thirty seven and, and Darnell becoming a business agent so that's awesome I was ecstatic to hear that and well deserved um, and uh, for people who don't know uh, Frank is is uh, recovering from COVID nineteen along with his wife and it was touch and go there so we could not be happier Frank for you and your wife. I know uh, it's been a rough, rough couple weeks, and so it's it's doubly glad to have you here on the program, my friend. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. And we are doing much better. Uh, my wife had it, uh, was very, very sick, and uh, she was much sicker than I was, and uh, she's much tougher than I am. So uh, she, we're bouncing back, and to be honest with you, today is the first day that uh, we're feeling we're feeling like our old selves. So, uh Hopefully, this is the first first day of many to uh, recovering from this. Well, absolutely, and, that, and we're really happy for you. You're obviously not only a great friend of the program, but of ours personally. So, Frank, you know, I got your text last night. It was so awesome. Um, you know, you want to shout out to a lot of those individuals on the front lines. Uh, tell us what's on your mind. Well, Joe, I, I do want, I, and I appreciate you guys having me on here because uh, there's a lot of, a lot, of, a lot of heroes out there, a lot of unsung heroes, and Local 1637 represents quite a few of them on the city side. We have uh, about 75 correction officers that uh, uh, crime doesn't stop doing this, and uh, they are still handling people coming through the uh, criminal justice system, and especially our 911 operators. I mean, uh, we have about uh, 300 in the police and fire department, and I was listening to, uh, while I was on hold, I was listening to uh, the commercial there about one in three essential personnel are females. And that is true in our case. It's probably two out of three. And we have a lot of single moms that uh, their lives have been turned upside down with their kids and with the fear of this. But they continue to come in because they have to answer 911 calls. And I just wanted to give a shout out to them because they are heroes here in uh I can't be more proud of them. I can't be more proud to represent uh, uh, this group of people. Frank, I've been thinking often about our Labor Leader Roundtable live show at the Sinesta, uh, where we had the opportunity to meet some of the leaders uh, of the local, uh, specifically um, for 911, specifically for uh, those guards, uh, as you referenced, working uh, in the prisons. Um, and, and my thoughts have often gone to um, the 911 operators. The uh, in terms of the number of calls and the amount of panic 
uncertainty and angst that's out there right now, um, it must be almost unimaginable what their day or their eight-hour shift or however long it is consists of. It is, Joe. It, it is. Um, and they are in a, they're in, in a confined place. Okay, and there's um, they are separating them. I I, I got to give it to Chief Inspector Gale- uh, Chief Inspector Mike Cochran of Police Radio and Inspector Gillespie because they are trying to cut down the numbers of 911 operators to to the bare minimum and then some for social distancing. Having said that, there still needs to be a certain amount of dispatchers to answer calls that come in. This, like I say, uh, criminal activity doesn't stop. And if you if if there's an issue and you need someone on that and the other end of that line, they are there. They are there putting their families and their health aside um, to uh, answer nine one one calls. And I, I'd again, yes, there is panic. I, I talk to members, I talk to shop stewards, I talk to management on a daily basis. But uh, and what, one day and, at a time, we're getting through this. And Frank, what is the what is the um, sentiment that you know the, the fear factor, if you will? You you know how real it is. Um, these individuals, uh, there there there's no you know they no is not an option. They you know for the most part you know they're they're on the front lines and risking everything uh, to be there. What what is the spirit of the members and and the sentiment of them? Uh, the sentiment is um, they want to be safe, Joe. They want to come in and do their job. They know they're essential personnel. They know the importance of their job. But they also want to be safe. And we are taking uh, steps we can, the best steps we can. Cause, and let's get face it, no one was prepared for this. This no came way. out of nowhere, and, and it yeah. just hit. Um, like I say, I know, I know the FOP has donated uh, uh, masks. I know we have donated uh, thousands of dollars of dysentery wipes. Uh, I know uh, Majestic, who does the Phillies uniforms, have uh, donated masks. So I think, I mean, if there's ever a time for a union and management to come together for, they're right. all on the same boat. I mean, yeah. I might be a union guy, but like I say, I, I speak to I speak to management on a, on a daily basis because we're all on the same boat here. So we're just trying to keep it safe, trying to answer the calls with the bare staffing, with the social distancing to the best of our ability. But are people scared? Absolutely, they're scared. They're scared. Well, you know what, though, and having said that, now, you know, your sentiments are great work, you know, obviously the union and management, but this is a, really a great time to be a union member. And I say that because we've heard nightmares from, from non-union members, even on the front line in the essential workplaces, uh, in regards to hospital workers who are being made to come in without and have no representation whatsoever. So, it, it, you know, it's vital, and this is a great example. Uh, before we go, um you know, I want you to, you know, obviously tell the people how, you know, I mean, give give a little of your sentiments if there's anybody else you want to shout out, um, because your workers are on the front line and they're, and they're doing a great job, but they're doing it in harm's way. They are doing it in harm's way. And again, there are people I represent, but again, city, we have a lot of essential personnel across the city, not just in my local sanitation. People need their trash picked up. Uh, I mean, I sit out here, I sit out on my front steps, I talk to the trash men that come by. So they, some have their mask on. I talk to a young man who didn't have a mask on. I said, why isn't, why isn't your mask on? He says, it's uncomfortable, I can't breathe with it. So his option is, 
wearing something that he can't breathe with or breathing trash at people who may be contaminated or thrown in there. It's a scary proposition. And, yeah, and, and we talk about the correction officers up on State Road. I, I know my friend and fellow officer, Eric Hill, has had some problems with transparency with the prison system. But that's another one where you're locked in for eight hours with 2,000 workers. And, right. uh, it's, 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 it's a scary proposition. But, again, I know that Eric Hill is doing the best he can for his people in the prison system. We're Frank all trying Cal- to do the best we can under difficult, difficult circumstances. But, again, they're heroes, and I, I just want to give them a shout-out that, I mean, uh, they, they need to be recognized, I feel. Frank Halper joining us here live tonight on Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor. Uh, And if we learned anything tonight, Frank, um, as we say goodbye to you and we get ready to end the opening segment, um, as J-Doc said, we are um, incredibly thrilled uh, that you are here to join us tonight and uh, continued recovery uh, to you and your wife. You have experienced what many of us don't know what it means. We're just reading about it and expe- and hearing about it. We don't know what it means. I'm glad you're on uh, the way back, and I'm glad you've recovered. Well done, sir. Um, I appreciate you joining us tonight. And thank you, guys, and, and keep up the great work. These guys do a great job, and these are great, great guys, and I thank you for giving me a couple minutes here. I really do. God bless you. Thank you, Frank. Love you, buddy. Love it's- you. Take care, fellas. All right, good stuff. Good stuff here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, again, great stuff uh, from Frank Alper, DC 33, local 1637. We're going to get to a commercial break, as promised. On the other side of the break, Brad Sadek is with us. Patrick Cooper uh, is with us uh, for the very, very first time. They will join us here live tonight. This is Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Ironworkers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. And back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You'll find us here live uh, every Saturday night. We're the uh, platform to deliver uh, and provide uh, great information uh, to the Delaware Valley uh, from the union community and also JDOC representing those workers who are not part uh, of the union community. I'm super excited to uh, um, go for the duration of the program of the live show tonight uh, and have a good conversation with Brad Sadek uh, and Patrick Cooper. Uh, they make up the firm, uh, Sadek uh, and Cooper. Uh, they have their specialties. I'll let you do the formal uh, introduction. Uh, they are as Philadelphia, J. Doc, uh, uh, as Philadelphia can be, uh, even though uh, there's a little Pittsburgh in there as well. And with that, I'll throw it over to you, sir. Yeah, Joe, like I said, uh, as we started the broadcast off, um, you know, there's individuals across the city, you know, sitting in and not busy, and obviously there's a lot of people out of work. Um, uh, these guys are probably working harder than anybody at any time of their life, and it's my pleasure to bring into the broadcast of 
uh, of Sadek and Cooper, Brad Sadek and Patrick Cooper. How are you, gentlemen? Very good. Doing thank great, you, guys. and thank you very much for having us as well. We really appreciate it, and uh, this is Brad Sadek, and we hope to, you know, answer some questions that people might have and, um, you know, really help the greater Philadelphia area uh, for your listeners um, without people having to call into a law firm, and um, we, we really appreciate it. Well, it's, it's our pleasure, and, and, and let me say this. We thank you because this is information that our listeners really need to hear. That's extremely important. And so, um, Brad, you, you, you're, uh, you're a bankruptcy attorney, and, and, uh, and Pat, you're a, uh, you're a family law entertainment. I mean, a family law uh, attorney. And and so uh, you know and 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 I'll you know as I say to Pat, you know, <laughs> they're talking about uh, you know and I'm I'm being a little sarcastic but not really. Uh, throughout this entire situation, is either going to be a lot of babies or a lot of divorces uh, when 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 you get out of this situation. And I'm I'm, I'm only half in in in, in jest there because uh, it's an incredibly stressful time. And so. Um, Having said that, uh, also with the you know financially speaking, uh, Brad, you know you talk about uh, you know bankruptcy and it's a it's a a, a very 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 uh, uh, difficult time for a lot of individuals. Um, if, if if you could um, tell us, uh, you know what's going on in your world. Well, um, I'm getting a lot of questions right now about the stimulus, and people want to know what it is and. Um, they want to know if it's enough money. They want to know whether they should file right away, uh, whether they should wait to file. The clients who are in bankruptcy right now, you know, they're unfortunately, if they were working and paying back towards their creditors, you know, a lot of questions are coming up. We're going through really times that we've never seen before and hopefully never will again. And, sure. um, you know, we have two really big things at play. We have our health and we have our finances. And the government has done a lot and they've stepped in, you know, financially to help us through. Um, you know, one, the main thing is the most recent stimulus, which, you know, gave out a lot of money. Um, you know, somebody who's single and they make less than 70, you know, so they make less than 75000 per year they're going to get $1,200 if you're married and um, you make less than 150000 per year, excuse me, they're going to get $2,400. Um, for every child, there's another $500 per child up to the age of 17. So, you know, a family of five making under 150000 with uh, three kids under 17, they're going to get $3,900 in total. Now, the problem is unemployment, we're at record rates. And, um, you know, is that money going to go far enough? Um, and that's the question I'm getting from a lot of clients and potential clients. And it really depends on their circumstance. Um, their circumstance, whether... They are working. Uh, how much savings they have? Do they have debt? Um, usually the people I talk to, it's about debt. It's about credit card debt or personal loans or medical debt or, 
you know, they're facing mortgage foreclosure. So usually the people that have debt don't have savings and, you know, they're paying towards the debt. Um, you know, the average person that I ha- that I talk to has about $30,000 in old-fashioned credit card debt. The problem there is that $30,000 costs about $1,200 per month in minimum payments. $1,200 per month, we're talking $14,400 per year. You know, that's a lot of money on an after-tax basis that somebody could, you know, either decrease uh, that amount uh, through a Chapter 13 bankruptcy, or in the alternative, if they qualify, file a Chapter 7 and eliminate that debt and have that money in their pocket to do with what they want. Hopefully go to Ocean City, you know, during the summer and walk on the boardwalk and not have to worry about how they're paying for it, you know. And uh, that's what we try to do, give people that financial freedom and flexibility through bankruptcy. And uh, it is on a case-by-case basis, but those are the type of phone calls that I've been fielding. And, you know, we're doing it all over the phone. We do have six offices in the Philadelphia area, but um, we are working out of our houses. And, um, you know, we're happy to do so because there's a lot of people, as the earlier segment, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there on the front lines, and we're very grateful for them. Brad, let me ask you one question about uh, the reference to the stimulus checks and then applying that into the scenario that uh, you described. Uh, I remember reading a story when somewhere in the stimulus conversation where once the checks were starting to be released, there were uh, creditors who were able to take the stimulus checks. Now, I don't know how accurate that story is, and I don't know if that's a reality that people are concerned about. Is it, and should they be? It's an unfortunate reality, and people should be concerned. Um, if somebody owes child support, their stimulus check um, under the Treasury Offset Program known as TOP, their stimulus check can be taken. Let's say somebody owes money to a bank. They bank with, um, you know, whoever their local bank is, and they have an overdraft on their bank for a few hundred dollars, you know, let's say $400, and they're getting a $1,200 check. Well, they're only going to get $800 because it's going into the bank they owe money to. I always tell my clients, never keep money where they owe money. Um, Another thing is, what about if somebody had a credit card or a personal loan or a medical bill, and that collector sued uh, that person in one of our municipal courts or district courts or the court of common pleas, and they got a judgment. And that judgment lien is attached to the bank account. Any money that goes into that bank account, you know, is privy to the collection of of creditors. Um, Now, if a person is in an active bankruptcy, of course, their stimulus check is protected except for child support. Um, it's protected due to the automatic stay in bankruptcy. And um, also, you know, I've gotten this question a lot. What about if I owe taxes? If I owe, you know, $10,000 in taxes, IRS debt, um, can my stimulus check be used to pay the taxes? This is actually a tax-free stimulus. 
not only is it not the income not taxable, um, it, it cannot be used to offset taxes due and owing to the IRS. J-Doc, I know you're chomping to get into the conversation. I'm going to ask you to hold. We'll bring Patrick uh, Cooper into the conversation as well. On the other side of the break, Brad Sadek, uh, Patrick Cooper, uh, Sadek and Cooper, uh, and we're thrilled to have access uh, to Brad and to Patrick for the full uh, show. This is Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are brought to you by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. And back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, glad and thrilled to have Brad Sadick and Patrick Cooper with us, Jay Doc, as we roll into the second half uh, of the live show. I'll turn it over to you because I kept you out of the last segment pretty mm-hmm. much, so I'll let you, I'll let you begin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll let you begin. So uh, definitely, um, I'm happy to bring into the into the program Patrick Cooper uh, of, of Sadik and Cooper, uh, and uh, Patrick's specialty is family law. And let's get right to it, Pat. What what are the biggest issues that you're seeing on the, on the family law side of things during this pandemic? Joe, what we're seeing is a lot of issues that are coming up, and I think that they're not being solved as quickly as people might like them to be because. All of the county courts are closed. So Philadelphia County is closed, Montgomery County is closed, Delaware County is closed, Bucks County is closed. And so if you have a child custody dispute, for, for example, either a child custody dispute, you may have a support issue. Uh, and, and the reason why these are coming up even more than normal at a time when the courts really aren't able to, to dispose of them is that, you know, let's say, for example, that uh, Frank mentioned earlier on the show about first responders, and of course, you know, we, we appreciate everything that they're doing out there, but you might have a first responder, let's say a firefighter or an EMT, uh, or somebody who works in a hospital who has a child custody order where they're supposed to have their child with them certain nights of the week. And because maybe the other parent has a concern that either there's going to be an infection or that the child could become ill or maybe there's an elderly relative living in one parent. Sure. Uh, they decide that unilaterally they don't want to follow the order anymore and they think they're going to make that decision. And so I've had a lot of my clients calling me with these issues really on a daily basis ever since, uh, I mean, I guess it was about St. Patrick's Day. We've been getting these calls every day. And I might have a client who's a firefighter who has uh, their ex-wife is saying, you know, too bad because they're going to stay with me until this all blows over. Well, it's been a month now, guys. So you can imagine how that might feel. You know, you're out there putting your life on the line and, and you're fighting uh, just to try to see your kids under your court, court order that's already been agreed upon, already been signed by a judge. And, and the issue is you may not be able to, you know, go in and file a motion for contempt. Uh, so it, it's, it's frustrating for a lot of them. You know, it's, it's scary. It's frustrating. Uh, and the children themselves sometimes don't know necessarily what to expect. Sure, and, and, and having said that, if somebody's a, a, an essential worker out there on the front lines working in part of one of Frank's crews or, or wherever, 
you can understand both sides of the the equation, um, and at the same time, it's got to be painful. What about um, child support and, or alimony payments? Well, those are those are the other major major issues that are coming up right now because you might have someone who is is used to making a certain amount of money. The amount of money that they pay to support either their their child or a former spouse, uh, sometimes even a current spouse, the amount of money that they're uh, ordered to pay it through the courts and the amount of money that's directed to come from their paycheck every pay period is set based on the amount of money that they were making before all this. And there has not been time uh, for, for anyone to adjust that yet. Okay, so what we're seeing is uh, people are unable, they're, they're unable to make the payments that they are obligated to make, not because they don't want to, it's because they absolutely can't right now. Uh, you know, a lot of the union uh, guys I know and, and women are still able to be working. A lot of them don't have a choice, and they have to work sometimes more than they normally would. But I know that there are other trades that have been really shut down. I mean, there's been a lot less construction, obviously. Food workers yep. are really uh, really not getting hours like they, they should. And so it's creating a lot of problems. So, you know, one thing that I'm advising my clients is you don't know when this is going to get back to normal. So the first thing that I tell them is if you've seen a decrease in your income, you need to file a support modification. And that's something that we can do for you. That's one of the few things that we're able to do through the courts right now because the courts have had to limit what they're able to handle. They've limited to mostly child custody emergencies, uh, protection from abuse emergencies, things like that. Uh, and because there is electronic filing, we are able to file a petition to modify support. Now, that's not going to help you today, but what it will do is it will, it will preserve the retroactive date when your order ultimately gets adjusted. So let's say, for example, we finally get the court in June on something like that, uh, if we're lucky. And so the court's not going to hold you responsible for your full salary for the time period between when we filed the modification petition and and when you actually get into court. So they'll adjust it over the course of time. Now, like I said, that doesn't necessarily help the, the recipient or the single mom who's, who's relying on that money coming in from the other parent, but it's just a very challenging time. And I know that Frank alluded to that as well, and you guys know it. You, you see it uh, in your own lives. You see it in the people that you speak with on a daily basis. It's just really challenging all around. So we're doing our best to be able to give people the best advice possible in this unusual situation. Patrick Cooper joining us here along with Brad Sadek. Sadek and Cooper is the name of the firm. I hope you, uh, through the power of this radio show, uh, can feel uh, the power of what Brad and Patrick can provide for you as a resource uh, if you find yourself vulnerable or you find yourself in a position uh, where um, you have an issue. Um, as Patrick, as you mentioned or as you referenced there, um, I'm an employee. I'm, support's coming out of my check. I'm, I'm now unemployed. Um, the support is supposed to continue to be paid. Um, I could quickly find myself in arrears eight to 12 weeks um, and then find myself with other legal ramifications from that just by the mere nature of the relationship perhaps that I have or don't have with my ex. With my ex. Well, that's right. And in some cases, my client calls me, I call their spouse or their ex uh, or the other parent's attorney, and we're able to work something out. 
on a temporary basis. Uh, even if there's no attorney on the other side, sometimes we can work something out on a temporary basis because some people do understand. Unfortunately, some people don't understand on the other but, side. But, so, Pat, let me jump in. Are the courts, do you, you expect their leniency uh, during these times? I mean, obviously, people are losing jobs um, they're, or they're working less uh, or they're working on the front lines. Um, on both sides, do you expect leniency? I do expect that. I think that once we get back into court and all all the dust is settling, so to speak, I think that there's going to have to be that. There's going to have to be. uh, We mentioned child custody disputes earlier, uh, and you said you could see both sides of of the argument, right? So Mm -hmm. what I'm thinking is, you know, people are making judgment calls right now that I'm going to keep my child safe or I'm going to do this or do that. I may not follow a court order. And and if my client's the one who's not being allowed to see their child, I may be filing a contempt petition. I may be uh, trying to hold them accountable uh, once things you know, once things start moving again. Uh, and they're going to say, look, I'm going to take my chances on that, and I'm going to hope that I can explain uh, to the judge that, that I was doing the right thing in my mind. So you may have that argument, but you're also going to certainly have this dollars and cents argument about, you know, your income is not what it was. And that's no fault of your own. And so I do think that you're going to see that that come into play. Really good conversation tonight with Brad Sadick and Patrick Cooper from the law firm of Sadick and Cooper. J-Doc, here's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to get us into a break so we can have a longer last segment um, and maybe do some rapid fire stuff with Brad uh, and Patrick as we go to uh, the break. Remember, uh, I referenced, uh, I think it was Patrick, has some uh, Pittsburgh heritage and some Pittsburgh roots. Certainly, uh, Patrick, perhaps uh, on our sister station in Pittsburgh, KDKA, uh, we do uh, today in Pittsburgh labor, uh, and at some point I would love uh, to get you guys on to the uh, labor show that airs uh, on KDKA in Pittsburgh. Right now, we'll get to a commercial break here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by IOTSE Local 8, District 1199C, and the Newspaper Guild. The right-wing conservatives don't have to drive themselves crazy. They can walk here. (laughs) God bless you. And back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. One programming reminder for uh, the live listening audience. J. Doc and I will see you right back here tomorrow, Sunday uh, at 5 p.m. Our Lawyer to Lawyer Network uh, will be live as we are every Sunday. We'll see you tomorrow uh, at 5. Right now, J. Doc, back into the conversation. This is uh, Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Um, Brad Sadick, Patrick Cooper uh, with us. Certainly glad that they are with us for the show. Good stuff by Brad. Good stuff by Patrick. J-Doc, all yeah, yours. No, qu- no, no question about it, Joe. And, and listen, th- this information applies to everybody. Um, you know, I mean, from all st- uh, you know, walks of life, whether you're union. We you're all can union, relate, whatever. J-Doc. We all can relate, brother. Everybody listening can relate. No question about it. Uh, so let me let me kind of segue to, to, to Brad. Um, so is now a good time uh, for somebody to file uh, for bankruptcy, uh, especially during you know this entire situation? People are getting crushed with, uh, by creditors, and 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 uh, it's a difficult situation for some people. They might feel like they have nowhere to go. Well, first of all, I do want to say that bankruptcy courts are fully open and operational. Um, Pat talked about 
some of the county courts that are closed except for limited filings. But the bankruptcy courts are open. Um, it is purely an electronic filing system. Uh, they are open. Hearings are being held um, in a timely fashion. However, they're being held uh, via Zoom or telephonically. Um, so, yeah, it, it is a good time to file. Um, it's a good time, you know, to sit down. And while we have the time and uh, people can sit at the dining room table while they're not as busy and not driving to soccer practice and gymnastics and, you know, and working out of the house and commuting. Uh, the majority of people, unfortunately, are home and they can look over how much are we paying and, you know, are we going to be behind on our mortgage or our car payments? And it's a really good time to speak with somebody about that. And if not file for bankruptcy, at least do some sort of financial planning to get through this because we don't know how long it's going to be. So it is an opportune time at the very least to get our health, uh, our financial household in order. Brad, I know I wanted to try and do this last segment in rapid fire, and I know I'm asking you a question that requires a long, long answer. Um, so if you can somehow um, compartmentalize it into at least a shorter starter for the listening audience, um, how... Um, how easy is it to take the first step to call you? Sometimes I feel as though that might be the biggest hurdle. I, I agree. And I hear that from people all the time. I mean, it's very easy to say, oh, just call our office. Well, the thing is, you know, if let's say my knee hurt, well, I'm still going to run on it. And if it hurt bad enough, I'm going to start walking. And if it hurt bad enough, I would take Advil. And I probably wouldn't go to a doctor until I'm dragging my leg into the office. So I understand that. And that's one thing that I hear all the time. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't want to call. I didn't want to come in. I look at my job. Yes, I need to solve people's financial issues and develop a legal strategy for them that best fits their situation. But I look at my job as far as when someone calls and we have a telephonic appointment or they come into my office, which hopefully we're there sooner than later, um, they can end that conversation and there could be a plan and they could feel better. People always say, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I look forward to this being over, but I feel better already. And that's and I how I know and, 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 I did Brad, my job. Real quick, Brad, and we, people yeah. need to know, and I know we don't have – all the time in the world, but they need to know what the benefits of of uh, bankruptcy are in compared to the situations that they're in. And well, and I think a lot of people are obviously you hear the word bankruptcy and and, and you're you know in a total uh, panic. We, um, we all grew up, grew up watching a TV show where if a wheel lands on a certain spot, everyone says, "Oh no!" But in right. reality, bankruptcy is for somebody to keep their assets and get rid of their debt. And when I say keep their assets, that's from their home, if they're behind on it, um, or even if they're not behind on it, they want to make sure their home is protected. Um, and bankruptcy does protect, you know, houses. Bankruptcy protects people's cars. The goal of bankruptcy is for somebody to reduce or eliminate 
their debt. And when I say eliminate their debt, that's a Chapter 7 bankruptcy where they can walk away from their debt. And hopefully as time goes on, that money is that they would otherwise pay towards their creditors is reallocated, you know, into savings. A Chapter 13 bankruptcy is for somebody, you know, generally there's three different buckets. Somebody has, you know, the old-fashioned affordability, you know, after their expenses, they have the income to repay their creditors, they're expecting money, or they have equity in an asset. And based on one of those buckets, there is affordability to pay a portion to their creditors. The goal there is saving money on a monthly basis compared to what they would were otherwise spending. I have clients that were spending thousands of dollars on credit cards, um, you know, $24,000 or $36,000 per year who are now in plans, you know, for two, $300 per month. And it really depends on their own financial circumstance. But that's the goal, and that's what prepares people for a time like this. So that money is in their pocket, and it continues to be in their pocket, and not to the creditors. And uh, unfortunately, people become very used to paying their creditors, which makes that initial phone call even harder. And so I'm, I'm going to segue uh, over to Pat. Uh, and, 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 uh, about three and a half minutes, J-Doc. Okay, so... Now, what about divorce cases? How is how's the closure of the courts impacting those cases? Well, you're not going to be getting a final divorce decree while the family court is closed, but it does not stop you from taking some of the most important steps in a divorce case. And, and uh, you guys joked at the beginning about there's either going to be a lot of babies or a lot of divorces. And I'll be honest, I expect that there's going to be a lot of both, and sometimes for the same people even. So, uh, right. with you being I really wasn't joking, the way, by the way. I was only half joking, but go ahead. Yeah, well, I think you're, you're going to probably be all the way correct uh, when time tells the whole story. So uh, what I'm telling my clients right now is it's become more clear to some of them than ever that they need to take this step and use this time right now to be consulting with your attorney, to be finding out what you need to know, what you need to pull together as far as documentation, organizing, planning. Uh, you can also consider options that you, know, you may not have considered uh, a few months ago, and one of those would be divorce mediation. Okay, Divorce mediation sometimes can save people a lot of time, a lot of money, and you can do it without having uh, to rely on the courts and the courts' timelines. Uh, so that's another service that we offer, and I think it's a very great, it's a very great option depending on your situation. If it's if it works for you, it works for you. If it doesn't work for you, then of course uh, you can go the traditional divorce route. And in that case, you're going to need an attorney, and you're going to need an attorney that you trust. So there's really uh, there's no time like the present to begin that relationship. Brad Sadek and Patrick Cooper. Uh, with us here tonight on Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor. Uh, the firm is Sadek and Cooper. Uh, if you want to check them out on the web, it's sadeklaw.com, S-A-D-E-K-law.com. Uh, Brad, I'll come to you. I can give you uh, 35 seconds to make a closing uh, statement uh, before we say thank you, and, and I'll turn it over to you, sir. 
Well, I thank you guys very much for having us. I thank uh, the listeners for, you know, listening to us and, uh, you know, giving us their time and all the people out there in the greater Philadelphia region, you know, that are helping us. And that's countless. And, um, you know, all the people out there that um, are worried, we are here for you. And um, to my family, I hope they're all safe and uh Although I'm here in the house with my immediate family, I hope everyone else is well and my friends and neighbors. And uh, we're a great community, and we're going to get through this. Brad, I want to say, if you don't mind me saying, I watched the video uh, of you on the uh, website. Uh, and I must confess, my friend, and I don't know you and I haven't met Patrick, but I must confess that you uh, come across on the radio as real uh, as you do in the video. Uh, the two are the same. You're a real person. You're real Philadelphia and you've, your heart's in the right spot. Um, and, and I appreciate uh, very much um, the work that, uh, that you and Patrick are doing uh, on a daily basis. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. Brad Sadek and Patrick Cooper. Go ahead, J Doc. You've got uh, you've got uh, J Doc. I'll give you forty five seconds, and wow. then uh, and, and then I I'm going like to have to say goodbye. No, I just uh, you know I want to thank the guys for coming on the program. I think this is practical information out there. Um, they're you know they're uh, you know incredibly hard work and passionate individuals who care about their clients. And I really think these are areas where people need to be educated. Uh, bankruptcy doesn't uh, necessarily always mean bad news by any stretch. Learn what it is, learn the benefits, and of, and of course, family law, getting getting information. There's a lot of stressed people out there. So uh, I want to thank uh, Brad and and and, and uh, Pat for doing what they're doing and uh, keep up the good the, the, the good work. We got to have a, a a part two of this as soon as possible. No doubt about that. Well said, Jay Doc. And Jay Doc, you didn't do so bad tonight in rapid fire. I'll, I'll work with you on it. I'll, I'll tighten it up a little bit for you. Uh, that's going to do sure. it for. That. Uh, that's going to do it for the live edition of Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor. As we say goodbye to you on this Saturday night, we shout out to Frank Halper and his wife uh, on the road to recovery from COVID nineteen, and of course, all of those working on the front line. We can continue to support you. On behalf of Jay Doc, on behalf of Brad and Patrick, I'm Joe Kraus. See you next time, everybody. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communications Workers of America, and AFSME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.